Hello, and welcome to the Joy Lutheran Church podcast, a podcast of the weekly sermons. Here at Joy, we believe we are called to experience faith, know love, and share joy with all people for the sake of this world God loves. We are glad you are here. Let's listen. This is the podcast for Joy Lutheran Church, and this is intern Kristen Boland. Today's gospel reading is from John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. I am praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. The goal is for all of them to become one heart and mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you so they might be one heart and one mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them, so they'll be as unified and together as we are, I in them and you in me. Then they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and loved them in the same way you've loved me. Father, I want those you gave me to be with me right where I am so they can see my glory, the splendor you gave me, having loved me long before there even was a world. Righteous Father, the world has never known you, but I have known you, and the disciples know that you sent me on this mission. I have made your very being known to them, who you are and what you do and continue to make it known so that your love for me might be in them exactly as I am in them. Today is a day that I have dreaded for years. All All the time that my kids have been growing up, I have sat in the congregation on graduation recognition Sunday and watched as these big kids slash grownups have been wrapped in quilts prayed over, blessed, and sent into the world. As my kids worked their way through middle school and into high school, this particular Sunday each year would cause tears to form in my eyes. I have known for years that this exact year, the year before it's my kids who are wrapped in quilts, would be the hardest. Because this is the year that I sit in anticipation of what it will mean to have my babies stand before the congregation ready to launch into the world. For me, anticipation is always worse than reality. I'm a worrier, and my imagination often leads me to develop future stories full of things to worry about. So it's fitting that, one, I didn't know it would be Graduation Recognition Sunday when I agreed to preach, and two, today's scripture is part of Jesus' farewell discourse with the disciples. Now, his farewell discourse is long, much longer than today's sermon. By the time we get to today's gospel reading, Jesus has already said his goodbyes and begun praying. He has prayed for the disciples that he was with at the time, and now he's praying for the future. And more specifically, for the people who will come to be and believe in Jesus. And even more specifically, he's praying for us. Jesus is anticipating a future story And it is one in which we live in a fully connected way with God our Father, Jesus our brother, 
and one another. Jesus' future story is much better than mine. His future story is so profound that it actually is even really hard to understand. Jesus prayed that all of humankind would become one heart and mind, not only with each other, but also with the Father and with Jesus, in the same way that they are of one heart and one mind with each other. What a vision. It's certainly a different future story than what we might imagine based on the news from this week. But how do we do this? How do we become one in heart and mind with Jesus? We know humankind has not historically been able to even follow God's laws. And if we can't follow 10 simple commandments printed clearly on stone, how does Jesus expect us to do something like join him and God in one heart and mind? We seemingly have trouble agreeing with each other on nearly every detail of day-to-day human existence. And yet Jesus prayed that we would be unified. Here's the good news. First, Jesus wasn't commanding us to be of one heart and mind. Jesus was praying that God would make it be. I think there's some foreshadowing going on here because next Sunday we celebrate Pentecost, the giving of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the answer to the puzzle of how we get from our broken, separated selves into unity with all of creation and our creator. It's not actually up to us. Though I would also suggest if we don't do anything different, then nothing will change. What I mean by this is simple. I don't think we are in a place of unity and oneness at this moment in history. There might still be something for us to do in order to lean into this prayer and begin to embody our deep and holy connection to our God in three persons. I believe there are moments in our individual and collective lives which feel more connected than others. I also know that there are practices we can intentionally engage in, which, when we do, help us to notice these holy moments. Prayer is certainly a time to facilitate oneness with God and with the people for whom we pray. Additionally, when we gather at the font to give thanks for our baptism or make the sign of the cross on our bodies, we remember that we have been joined with Christ in his death and resurrection. When we eat the bread, and drink the wine, we take in the real presence of Jesus, and he becomes part of our DNA, for we are what we eat. These worship practices are not simply traditions that we do because it's what we've always done. They are sacraments, practices given to us by Jesus so that we can be intentionally connected with him. This passage, John 17, 20 through 26, has radically changed my mind and heart about Graduation Recognition Sunday. Instead of thinking about the past, the closing of a life chapter, I now imagine a future. And not just a future for our graduates, a future for us all. A future brighter than I can envision, because really, it's a future that is the kingdom of God. So then what could it mean to imagine this future? where all of us are one heart and mind, completely indwelling with God and Jesus and with each other. What would it mean for our prayer life? What would that mean for our communal life? What would that mean for our neighbors? Our graduates are going out into the world, yet we know they will always be a part of us. They will carry with them the love and lessons they've learned in this congregation. 
They will also literally carry in their very bodies the meals they were fed on confirmation and youth group nights and the body and blood of Jesus they shared at this table. We share a heart and a mind with our graduates, and we look forward to witnessing the unfolding of their future stories. Likewise, we share our heart and mind with this entire community, and we are in the midst of unfolding our collective future story. So what is this future story? Graduates? Little kids? Friends in retirement? Joy Lutheran Church? What is our future story? Jesus prayed that we would be unified. And I believe the resurrection of Jesus has, in fact, set us free to dwell in unity with Christ, with our Creator, and with one another. What is our future story? And again, this Easter season, we proclaim, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Here at Joy, we are committed to living out our faith in love, joy, and service to our neighbors and the world. You can learn more about Joy Lutheran Church by visiting our website, joylutheranwi.org, or on Facebook, Instagram, or in person at the Joy Building, located on Highway 35 in Centuria, Wisconsin. We look forward to being with you again next week. Go in peace.